Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Karen Weaver. Deep inside the Prudential Center, the home of the NHL's New Jersey Devils, 37-year-old Michael B. Jordan was shuffling a deck of cards. You're a card player, I asked? He said yes, and he listed a few different games, some of which I'd heard of, but some I did not. He seemed at ease. He had just done a pre-recorded hit for NBC's The Today Show and was about to do an interview with me. Named to Forbes' 30 under 30 list in 2014 for both Hollywood and entertainment, Jordan has since added to his impressive list of accomplishments major leading roles in three movies, Black Panther, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and Creed. His net worth is pegged at $25 million. Now he wants to climb to the top of the sports world. I asked him what his ultimate goal was. With a serious look, he said, I want to own an NBA franchise. Jordan knows what equity and wealth have meant to him. Now it was time for him to share that insight with others who grew up just like him. Just before the launch of the two-day Invesco QQQ Legacy Classic, a showcase tournament for four HBCU men's basketball teams in Newark, New Jersey, I was invited to exclusively interview Michael for Forbes.com. Over the 30 minutes we spent together, Michael shared wisdom and insight that is valuable to everyone, but in particular college athletes trying to navigate the great financial potential of name, images, and likeness. Here is my conversation. You can learn more about the Legacy Classic and that historic weekend in my piece for Forbes. Okay. I'm here with Michael B. Jordan. And Michael, glad you could join me today. Thanks for having me. This is great. Um, so, of course, it just... No, okay. that's all right. All right. All right. So what drew you to create this event three years ago? Three years ago? I think it started maybe about five years ago. Okay. You know, in my, in my brain, uh, watching uh, Maui Invitationals. Okay. You know? Yeah. And, yep. and, and uh, just seeing the different schools that were there. And, and I was like, oh, man, like... HBCUs don't have a platform like this. Great point. Or yeah. there's no there's no weekend or a destination place for them to go and have a weekend of experiences around uh, an event or nationally televised games. You know where yeah. they could actually be seen by the next level, um, so they can want to go to the next level of competition. Yeah. And I think um, trying to reverse engineer how how do yeah. you get you know top talent coming out of, you know, you know, middle school and, and high school, how do you get them interested and excited about going into an HB, HBCU besides point. going to the other schools yeah. that feel like gives them the best shot at getting to the next level? So you think about that for a minute and it's like, all right, well, maybe we could put together something, maybe a weekend or maybe it's just start with one day and maybe it's just one game, you know, and, you know, what schools would that be? You know, uh, I think growing up going to um, college tours yeah. and getting yeah. all the HBCUs on the East Coast, you know, um, when I was, you know, a freshman in high school or in eighth grade and uh, seeing that environment and that culture and just, you know, how do I maximize it? How do I mm -hmm. give these kids an opportunity? But I, I get it. You know, you're coming out, you're, you know, you want to be competitive in sports. If you're a good talent, you want to go to a school that has a great track record of getting their kids yeah. to the next level. So that was kind of like the, 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 how the idea started. And, and then, it was like, okay, well, where would we do it? You know, and it was like, all right, we can't go anywhere. I mean, I mean, you can, but it would feel 
so much more satisfying to do it in your own backyard. Yeah. To do it, to do it at, you grew at, at up home because I yeah. grew up here in yeah. New Jersey. So I knew I wanted to do it here. And, and I think all the other kind of hyphens and all the other like, you know, um, verticals that kind of stemmed off of the classic, you know, with the financial literacy yeah. and, you know, the, the pitch program and giving grants and um, to, to small businesses and startups. I think those were that those are the things that started to gravitate towards the classic, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like the, the, the months and the years after that, as we started to kind of develop this thing. So that's kind of where the idea started. That's what I was going to ask you about. It. it seems, it feels like you're at the beginning of your tentacles mm-hmm. and it feels like it could go further and wider and everything. So when you think about next year and the year after, mm-hmm. where do you see those tentacles gravitating towards? Yeah, well, this is like a, a contract year for us because our, you know, our, okay. our, our um, contract's up with, uh, you know, our brand sponsors, okay. you know, and we're trying to figure out, you know, literally real time, you know, I, yeah. I want to I get through this, you know, this weekend because, you know, it's our you know, third annual, um, you know, uh, event doing this, but, you know, not really sure exactly what what the future holds. I think there's a there's a couple different routes to go. You know, thinking about a true destination. Yeah. Like do you do you go to a you know a St. Thomas or a St. John yeah. or somewhere in the Caribbean yeah. where you can host you know um, you know maybe more than four colleges you know to kind of come through and HBCUs to, to participate in a weekend where you can bring again. Uh, the financial literacy element of it all, the investing now with name and likeness being, yes. you know, available to these these kids, you know, giving them, set, set them up for success. Yes. You know, I think they're getting access and at a really, really fast rate. And with social media and digital content and each person being their own brand now, yeah. I, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. which, is, which is a great opportunity for them. Absolutely. But, you know, I just put in a little, a little bit of a direction for them, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and help them make decisions and 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 lead them in a direction that will give them the best chance at success when it comes to that. Well, that's one of the things I was thinking about is, as I was, you know, thinking about the, the efforts you've made and all of a sudden we drop NIL in the middle of all this. Mm-hmm. And it can be really easy to think of that as being the vehicle for wealth. Mm-hmm. But I think there's so many other things that people can do to maximize their ability to to create wealth and also then ultimately to get to equity mm-hmm. so talk a little bit about how wealth and equity fit into your your long-term plans first for you mm-hmm. let's just talk about that. well the, i mean for me it's always been um not even always been. i think over time i've learned you know i think through my success and being able to 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 earn you know um a significant amount of money over over, over the course of my career i think I ask the right questions. Yeah. Some of it is, you know, in proximity of the places that I've worked and the people that were working there yeah. who looked out for me and said, hey, you're going to need this and you're going to need that. You know, give me a little heads up of what to look out for. And, you know, and, I, and I've been pretty frugal, you know, as a mm-hmm. person. You know, I think coming from humble beginnings, yeah. I, think, I think, you know, in, in, a, um, in a sense of responsibility, when you have an opportunity and you recognize that opportunity to kind of change, gen- like to, to create generational wealth yeah. and to, you know, break that vicious circle that happens, you know, in our, yep. in our, in our communities um, exactly right. of feeling like, you know, most of the time, a lot of our parents start off in debt. That's right. And, you know, we're responsible for picking up that debt and that, and that weight kind of naturally gets passed on to the next generation yes. and so on and so forth. So, I, you know, I, I looked at it as like, okay, if, you know, all else fails, I'm going I'm to try to break this cycle for, for my family. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I think as that became more of a reality, 
you know, I looked like, okay, well, well shit, if it's me, there's so many other people like me and other that they might need this information too, or they might need a, a loose blueprint on how to do that for themselves. Right. You know, everybody's different. Everybody has different circumstances and situations right. and different um, goals and wants and desires and all that good stuff. But as a, as a, as a whole of like, how do I, you know, you know, how do I continue to build that? And through brand deals that I've had, you know, um, throughout my career and realizing that you are an asset, mm -hmm. you know, that your brand is an asset and you bring mm -hmm. value to these bigger companies and these corporations and these brands. And, you know, how do you leverage your celebrity in your, um, in your, in your, um, because you're, you're making these companies millions and millions of dollars. Right. Like, so where do you fit into that conversation? And I think, you know, you see, you know, cats like LeBron James, you know, like Michael Jordan to a certain degree, you know, Tiger Woods, you get these big athletes, you know, yep. that do these things. And yep. then you get certain, um, you know, actors and entertainers that cross over into that space, that financial space. Somebody like George Clooney, who's built so incredible wealth, oh, with yeah. like, you know, CPG and packages and spirits. And damn, like, so I've been, you know, for me, it was just <laughs> kind of looking at everything that everybody's mm -hmm. doing and being like, all right, I can kind of like take a little bit of this. That makes sense. And okay, that makes sense for me. Okay, maybe not that. And and, and try to put together, you know, and, there, and there's no set thing that any of these things were going to work out exactly the way they should. But uh, give me a loose idea of uh, learning the power of no. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and negotiate, you know, your worth and but you had to build something that was almost undeniable that they couldn't say no to. Right. So I, you know, always kept a clean slate, you know, um, said no to a lot of things. And because I said no to so many things, made people want you more, mm -hmm. you know? And so then, you know, then, then you understand the nuance of the game within the game, even within brands that are yeah. competing with each other about what talent they have and who don't have and who's what. So then there's another layer to it. Okay, well, if you just sign that person, they're looking at that person over there. Okay, working with that and that. What did they get on that deal? Okay, cool. And, and so I've always had like a, a, yeah. a, a interest in like business yeah. um, and entrepreneurship, but I've just been around people who were able to, I was able to learn from. Go back to your 18-year-old self now. Let's do it. Half time, a, a half of your life ago. Mm -hmm. What things did you know, did you not know then that you wish you'd known based on what you just said? Think about Ooh. your career uh -huh. and your path and the opportunities you had, because that's the group that you're you've got here today. Yeah, you know, yeah. What, what do you want them to know? That I, you wish you knew? I, I I think that see one thing that they have that I don't is they they have they're so much further along than I was. Uh -huh. I think in the sense of just access to things. Okay, like they've seen so many examples of it done right and done wrong. You so know? give me an example. What do you mean? Um, like you've seen somebody. Um, you know, whether it's music or this, negotiate for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, say no to upfront money. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take less upfront money. Give me some points on the back end. I'm gonna bet on myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, and, and that translates into um, my film deals and this and that. You know, so like the the ability for these kids to see opportunities of if you want to be in the music or a rapper, you can take this phone, go in your house, write, produce music. Put it out yourself. Yeah. These platforms where you don't can go around these bigger machines that might right. have said no, or you don't fit into this 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 brand that they have. You can go build your own brand on your own and create your entire audience and serve directly to them. Now you're a direct to consumer, mm -hmm. you know, and now mm -hmm. you can create products and merchandise and things of that nature and go direct to consumer through your social media, yeah. through the yeah. things. So like they have so many other tools 
to build their wealth. It just didn't exist when you were 18 years old. Yeah. So yeah. I think like putting that into the forefront of their mind and being like, this is what it, you guys have available to you. And, and I think, you know, I mean, they're fearless too. You know, these kids are fearless, you know, and, and, and I think just to keep encouraging them that, you know, that it, it may not happen overnight. Yeah. And it may not be tomorrow. And you hear, you know, you see the successes and you see the accolades and the final product, but it's so much that goes into this. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So just reminding them of the work that has to go yeah. in regardless. And you're on your own timeline. You can't mm-hmm. look to your left and your right and compare yourself to somebody else's success. What's for you is for you. And can't nobody take that away from you, you know? That's true. That's, that's really true. All right, I'm going to shift a little bit. Now uh-huh. you've invested in Alpine F1. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn Ace is pickleball. Yes, ma'am. Interesting. Mm-hmm. The Premier League's AFC Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Why them? And what's the, what's the takeaway from you for doing that? Who? Why them? I think um, for me, it was building a track record of sports ownership. And I, I, wanted, I was wondering about that. Yes. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, I yeah. wanted to create yeah. a track record you know a successful one um and investing in things that wasn't the norm Mm -hmm. you know internet i wanted to go international you Mm -hmm. know so going overseas and sports and different you know um you know whether it's uh, formula one or or or, you know um, you know football you know international football yeah uh it would take me into different pockets and pools of people and business and opportunity that wasn't just in the U.S. I gotcha. And mm-hmm. um, and through manifesting and you know and you know asking the right questions and and and, and having the right conversations, um, I got looped into the right groups that 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 uh, saw the value in myself and what yeah. that brings to the table. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think also looking at those things from a distance and being like, okay, they could do this with their social media. They could do that with their thing. Okay, how, okay, what do they need? Okay, their fan base is, you know, 50 plus. Okay, they really want to tap into this younger market. Yeah, okay, cool, yeah. I could bring that in. Okay, you look at somebody like Jay-Z yeah. and what he did with Rock Nation and Rock Nation Sports and, you know, management and all the things that he had around there and that's a nice blueprint of what could be done in so many other different areas also. Gotcha. So just looking at what, what's been established, what works, what why didn't it work, what could you have done a little bit better in your own opinion, and and, and how do you build your own castle, you know? So yeah. I started like piece by piece looking at that and uh, and then finding ways to build the brands that mm. I've been building. Yeah, I was going to ask you about incorporating that. incorporating them into this other thing that I invested in. So now you have these, you know, these small businesses that you created. Mango ginger. Yeah, mango ginger. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, mm. it was a surreal moment. I went out there on the court and saw, you know, moss on the, on the hardwood. And it's just like, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a, you know, it's, it's a, you know, five years ago. Yeah. You know, sitting around thinking about it and now it's you know it's 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 here and and it's and it's doing well and i'm excited so uh, to answer your question i think i think for me it was just trying to create a narrative that one day you know for me you know i want to own an nba franchise okay you know okay that, that okay. that's a goal of mine and right. i know that there's a certain process you got to go yeah. through in order to get into that that world you know and sometimes having a track record of that you've been in those spaces and you yeah. went through that process and you dealt with a certain type of money and capital and equity and that allows you to have a stronger conversation and a stronger bid right. for something else, you know? So that's that's kind of like what the long, long ball was. You're really thinking. You are really thinking. And it impresses the heck out of me. Thank you. Yeah, no. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm going to ask you a really 
out there question, but mm-hmm. we're hearing it a lot in college sports, mm-hmm. and that's the idea of private equity mm-hmm. coming into buying sports franchises, mm-hmm. supporting sport, sport in general, live golf, that type of mm-hmm. thing. What's your take on that? I think it's evolution. Yeah. I think, um, I think you know, the rain and the Black Rock, and you have these other yeah. big, you know, saying, you know, um, you know, groups that are that are investing in entertainment and sports in a rapid way, and especially with the increase of platforms that exist. Yeah. It's not just you're not just dealing with your TV deal. You know, and, right. and what that looks like with, with traditional networks, you're looking at now streaming, you know, and digital and direct to consumer in a different type of way. Did you see what Fox is doing tomorrow night for the women's basketball game between Iowa and Maryland? No, what happened with it? They're going to do tomorrow night, uh-huh. they're going to follow Caitlin Clark uh-huh. around with their TikTok channel. Okay. Whether she's on the bench, playing defense, or playing offense, okay. the stream is going to be on her the entire time. Really? Yes. Fox is doing that? Fox is doing that on their TikTok channel. That's incredible. That's actually super smart. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. because now, whatever the, the deal is between them, yeah. Because at this point, there's got to be some type of agreement yeah. in that, you know. There, you know, that's smart business, you know. And and whatever's whether she starts to wear her own shirt, yep. or her own pair of sneakers, her own yep. shoes, or the headphones that she rocks in, she's that that creates. Uh, certain value and brand awareness that Absolutely. that wasn't available. So that that that's the type of creative thinking. Yeah. But again, you have to, you know, be curious enough to ask the questions and figure out how to get in there and be you know bold yeah. enough to say no when it's not right and what doesn't benefit you and hold strong because you have that value. She's the hottest thing in you know women's sports right now. Absolutely. And and, yeah. and, and, and um, I love watching it. It's just, it's incredible. It's it's so to be able to. Yeah, that's 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 good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did too. I was like, okay, I I don't have a TikTok account, but I'm going to have to figure out what to get. Me either, but I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out because I'm curious to see what comes from that. Because, exactly. Yeah. Because usually when you see things like you hear about stuff like that, and then like a month later you'll see this big release or she'll come out with this new thing, but she's already done the groundwork with all of her fan base because uh, she yeah. they've seen it so much through her collegiate yeah. career, and she's probably not coming back next year, so she's probably gonna go to the WNBA. I know. So yeah. like you know, there she said herself up for it to be you know to, to that next to level. the next level mm-hmm. absolutely so mm-hmm. let's talk about the WNBA mm-hmm. if you buy an NBA franchise would you also consider owning a for sure WNBA franchise sure. do you see any pluses and minuses with that um I think there's look that space is growing yeah. uh, at an alarming rate and I think there's a, uh, a energy and momentum around women's sports especially in the WNBA that I think is super strong especially as the NBA starts to lend itself to that, yeah. to that success, you know, especially the players as well, showing up to the games, being they there. They do, they do, um, yeah. Um, you know, younger out of, you know, in, in, in California, Juju Watkins is amazing playing for for, for you know, USC and, and, and how she's starting to build her brand and, and, and whatnot. So I would definitely uh, look to the NBA franchise as well. Um, usually, you know, the, you know, the NBA team would, would probably own a part of you mm-hmm. know, whatever yeah. ownership group might have a you know a WNBA team and then the G League team that sits underneath that or whatnot. Yeah. So yeah. maybe looking for a situation where you can kind of kind of have a combination of the two or three yeah. Yeah. Would, would be would be something that I would definitely interested yeah. in. Yeah, I think that that makes a lot of sense because it seems to me like women's athletics is just exploding right mm-hmm. now. Volleyball, mm-hmm. softball, basketball, soccer, soccer is doing doing amazing. You as got well. the Olympics coming up this summer, which is going to you know transform some of the other sports. Exactly. It just keeps going and going, and sports is one of those content that everybody's got to see. It's a universal know? love language. You it know? is. I think yeah. it doesn't. Language barrier doesn't exist.
this, you know, you get out there, you know the rules, and you can really bring everybody together. So let's go back to college athletes mm-hmm. for a second. Mm-hmm. We talked about name, image, and likeness. Obviously, there's a lot of opportunity, but there's also opportunities to be taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. one of the athletes today were to ask you, mm-hmm. how, how should I protect myself? What kinds of things should I be doing to protect myself? Mm-hmm. What would you say? I think um, looking into a financial advisor. Okay. You know, um, with the right type of deal that's not really taking upfront money. And and, okay. and and that's that's invested in the success that that person that that the client has. So mm-hmm. within success, they both win. Yeah, I think it's super important. I think there's there's things that exist that people feel like they got to pay for everything up front, and I <clears> think <throat> that's not the case. Yeah, you are the you, they work for you, you know, and and you, you are the value. So you are the equity. So I think in believing in that person, that talent, believing mm-hmm. in that player, whoever it is. Uh, that in success we all win. I think is, is important, you know, to kind of uh, the, to, to to pay attention to. Um, I think, um, you know, listen. Whatever the numbers is that, you know, the success rate of players going from the collegiate level to the pros. Yeah. It's not high. Two percent, one percent. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's yeah. not high at all. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at other things around the sport that mm-hmm. could be as lucrative, you know. Um, that that maybe basketball or that sport is what got you in the room or got you to the table. Mm-hmm. But now that you're here, look to you, look around and see what else piques your interest. Look at what else is available to you. You know, you might not be a draft pick. You may not be these things. You might be an agent. You might be in the sports management. You might be into you know in the ownership group. You might want to go work for an agency. Whatever it may be, I think I think looking at other yeah. things that are your sport adjacent is good. But I can never say no to somebody who's obsessed with what they, what they think is for them and, yeah. and their dream because that type of obsession, and um, you know, sacrifice is what makes the greats. It's a really good point, and I think uh, it, all the conversation on NIL right now seems to be that either they're making a lot of money mm-hmm. or somebody's taking advantage of them, and it has mm-hmm. to be some somewhere in the middle there that we have a deeper conversation mm-hmm. about the entrepreneurial opportunities, which are just amazing mm-hmm. that are out there. But also this feeling like, and families feeling, my son or my daughter's missing out if they don't get the big check. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So you just talked about finding those other possibities. Mm-hmm. Those can be equally as valuable, yes? For sure. Okay. I mean, I yeah. think you get caught up. I think, I think uh, everybody wants the, the bell of the ball. Everybody yes, wants the, the exactly. big shiny thing exactly. up there. That's yeah, great yeah, to go yeah, for that yeah, thing. Yeah, right, you know? right, yeah. but, but, you know, I mean, but then you can look at it like this. I mean... How long did that player play for uh, you know a collegiate team and didn't get anything? And the university was racking in millions and millions and millions of dollars a year yeah. to the athletic program, selling jerseys, concession stands, contracts, et cetera, et cetera. Paying coaches, and, and paying coaches, <laughs> whatever. And players didn't see yeah. any of that. Got injured, didn't yeah. run the league, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Like there's so many cases like that. I gotta always. Uh, you know, uh, talk from the, the the talent, I guess, side or the player side. Yeah. That. But, but you know, this, you know, I think to families that are looking for that big ticket, it's like there's money to be made. There's a lot of enough brands. It may not be the Nike or Adidas, but you know, you might want to go to you know, you know, Hoka or uh, you know, New Balance or something else. Maybe that just might a local be, pizza you know, shop. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. there's there's this um, there's a I have a player Tyler Adams that plays for Bournemouth. 
Um, he's the captain of the U.S. Uh, men's team. Oh, okay. Um, he yeah. Plays, plays for our team, and um, he's uh, from upstate New York. And there's a local brewery up there, and they uh, started making cherry uh, beer. You know what I'm saying? In yeah. support of our, our football program because oh. he's from because he's from he's the from local, local area. But just the idea of if not sure it's happening, don't know if they have a deal or anything like that. Not sure of it, but in my mind, it's like cool hometown hero locally. They got a brewery. Cool, maybe that might be a, an endorsement there. Maybe you're locally the face of that beer if you wanted to. Like, does that type of creative thinking I yeah. think exists? People just have to be a little bit more imaginative and just kind of think of different ways. It's not what it used to be. Right. So right. I, I, th- I think I think there's, a, there's tons of different ways to attack it. You just got to take the time, I guess, to focus on it. Yeah. And I think athletes sometimes, maybe you have some thoughts on this, but being a full-time student, mm-hmm. a, a high-profile athlete, mm-hmm. and then trying to create time to do everything else, including managing your brand, mm-hmm. it's a lot. It is. I mean, yeah. that's why you need a team. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I think, I think, I think, and that, that is another tricky part, and I don't have a lot of advice for that. Yeah. Because there's, everybody is so different. Some people work well with others. Some people like to be a solo mission. Some people, you know, have trust issues. Some people are very trusting. It's like, yeah. it depends yeah. on yeah. the person, I think. And there's, um, there is a lot to manage, but when it when it comes down to making that amount of money and that much money is on the table, yeah. you have to get help. Like you 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 have to, um, and then you know sometimes you have family members that try to kick in and all right, that good thing, right, you know, right. which is a slippery slope. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I think you know whenever you deal with money and family and business, sometimes it doesn't always work out for the I best. Agree. You know, so yeah. I think being able to be mindful of what those situations may look like, getting an outside opinion is always a good thing. To look at certain stuff, especially your books, when it comes excuse me, when it comes to numbers. Mm-hmm. So that's my kind of thirty thousand foot perspective. That's that's good to know because I just don't think there's enough nuance in the conversation right now about about all those things, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to talk to you about it. I'm going to ask you a couple of quick questions mm-hmm. about just the, the college space right now. Everybody's talking about a couple things. Uh, one, collective bargaining yep. for athletes. Number two, athletes being em- employees. So they're paid to work okay. versus paid to play. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. And the third one is getting a share of the media rights mm-hmm. from the media contracts. That's, yeah, that's so th- give me your thoughts on each one of those areas. You pick one first. Uh, getting the piece of media rights is big. That, that's, that's a... Because then it's like, you know, how long do you have a piece of their rights for? As long as you play for the, you know, the program right. versus not. Right. You know, what does that look like? What if like? you get injured? What if you get injured? <laughs> I mean, the... That's that. What do I think about that? <laughs> Look, all all players are created equal, but they're not created equal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is why you got you know this. Yeah, the quarterback versus the guy who's sitting on the bench. And that's why I think it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. Scalable in a way okay. that that makes sense. You okay. know, I'm always down for the players to see a piece of the action. Um, especially in a business where your future isn't guaranteed. 
and yeah. you're always the little guy. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. always performance based in a lot of ways. And if you get hurt and injured, then you don't have all this much value. You know, or another guy transfers in and knocks you out of your spot. And and yeah. and, that, and that's yeah. and that's the yeah. game, yeah. right? You know, so so I think I think that there's um, a lot to unpack on that one. Yeah. Okay. Second one. Uh, employee being a, getting paid for the work that you do on the field, off the field, PR. In other words, athletes as employees of the institutions versus just paying them because they played a game. It's different, right? Because, like, you know, you got, you know, what if it's a player that wants to play and not become pro? Maybe he just yeah. loves the sport. Yeah, yeah. You know, and to make him become a professional. Yeah. With the know, right to be, like, cut at any time. Yeah, lose their job. But, 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 unemployment. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but exactly. What if he's just going to get an education and he yeah, just loves the yeah, sport? Right. You know, and he's really, really good at it. And he right. likes to win. But he doesn't, he'd rather be a doctor or a neurosurgeon right, or a right. lawyer or something like that. So there, there's different, you know. I don't know if it's one extreme or the other. I think there's some middle ground in there. There's a lot of gray area that needs to unpack, so I think they can find... And there are, uh, and there are a number of lawsuits out there right now trying to sort that very thing out, mm -hmm. but it's, it seems like people are just sort of like, it's all or not, all or not, you know? Well, everybody's recalibrating. Yeah. It's been so yeah. one-sided for such a long time in fighting for things and rights, and you got video games has been using likenesses in right. the universe for so long, and right. they that, you know, got won that, you know, that suit, you know, you know, after a while, then you had to start paying, and then, you know, so this, this, you know, they're they're you know, counter-reacting to this thing, so they're going to the other extreme. I think <laughs> in some areas, but I think eventually it's going to find its place somewhere where it in needs the middle to be. there. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Collective bargaining, particularly for safety, well-being, health, those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Number of hours mm -hmm. on the field. Uh, what happens when I get injured? Who gets the determination when I come back? If I do get injured, who pays for my all my medical expenses? Those should they be collectively bargained? Or do we I just, don't know about the hours yeah. on the field. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, because um, you, you work that lifestyle too. You could be working like a dog for six months straight, and then you're off for I don't know how however long. You, you know tell what I'm me. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but, but that's that's a. That's a slippery. These are all slippery. Stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I'm sure. Because it's okay. These are hard questions. No, it's yeah, great questions. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I'm thinking about it for the first time. It's um. There's pros and cons, and I, and I, I think it depends, also depends on the university, you know? Yeah. And, and we're talking about collegiate, correct? Yes. Yeah, yes. it depends on the university and the sports program. You know, usually the football program, program for most universities end up, you know, supplying a lot of the money for the rest of the And that's the, that's the worry is that they'll lose everything else, yep, right? Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I think that, that that is a problem. I don't envy the person who has <laughs> to figure out, and I'm lucky that I get a chance to watch and enjoy yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, I know, and have I know. help from yeah, the other side yeah. of things. I get to teach and write about it. Uh -huh. Yeah, absolutely. So. Great question. Um, I don't want to take too much more of your time, so mm -hmm. I'm going to press stop right okay. now, okay? No, no. Um.